Good evening and welcome to the Laughing Monkey Music Show, Terrio and Dark Funerals, Lord Airham. How are you? I'm doing all right. I'm in uh, Rennes, France today. Yeah, you have a show tonight, right? It's, uh, you're, you're on tour with Campbell Corpse. Yes? Yeah. How's that going so far? I know you guys are friends, so it's got to be a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we're a good package. You know, we're a good team, you know, uh, together. So uh, the, we have a killer crowd every night, so everything is going really well. Yeah, I'm, I'm jealous. That's, that's that is a lineup. That is a tour you guys together. I'd love to see. That is... It's a shame it's not coming to the U.S., but I know you guys are actually coming to the U.S. too, which is also very cool on the Decibel Tour. So Yeah, but we did the tour with, uh, with Campbell in November, December. Oh, okay, cool. There's so many dates. I'm a little overwhelmed. Yeah, so we've just, uh, yeah, so we just been there. So, so right now you're touring for the We Are the Apocalypse album, right? And supporting that and obviously your other yeah. stuff. It's a really, really good album. Very strong. I mean, consistently, even though you've had different lineup changes through the years, your albums have always stayed very strong. And that's probably based to you as a songwriter, the main songwriter and the leader of the band. Um, yeah, well, thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. But like, it doesn't like, you know, because sometimes, and it's not a dig, but like, sometimes when it changes, the lineups change. It, you know, you get a weakness or a, a different songwriting style and it changes the dynamic of different vocals, you know. But it feels like when I put on a dark funeral album, it doesn't really matter who's going to be in the band. I kind of know what I'm getting, and it's very consistent. Oh. Um, yeah, I've been fortunate to always have uh, good musicians in the band. So even though we changed uh, members over the years, I think we always stepped up the game. You know, brought in better and more professional musicians by time. You know, and that always helped. You know, it is. And what's really interesting is, I mean. When you guys came out with the Secret of the Black Arts, which is kind of a almost a a cult a cult um, style, like you know, a game changer of an album, you know, to start off with something like that, and and then to keep on putting strong albums out after it, <laughs> like you already raised the bar before you came out because you came out with something everyone's like, what is this? This is insane, and you know what I mean? It was so unheard of, it's so good. Um, yeah, that, it's huge. Did you feel pressure after that to kind of keep keep up with that, or do you just kind of keep doing your own thing? Well, I, I basically do my own thing, but always, every time I'm starting to write a new record, I always approach myself like I'm never going to even be able to put together one more song. So <laughs> I kind of, uh, you know, I kind of dig my grave before I even started. But that's kind of helped me get in the right mode at the same time. I put. Uh, very high demands on myself. Yeah. Well, and what I mean is not to try to compete with being like, I don't, I don't mean like a commercial, like the Secret of Black Arts was the, you know, cult thing, because you never get past it. Everyone is always going to say, you know, no one can do Metallica's this album or Megadeth's this album or any, anybody, anyone's favorite album. You never, no one's ever going to surpass some art, some fan's favorite album. I mean, as you as an artist, I mean, what you created with Secret of Black Arts is like, as a songwriter, you always want to keep progressing. And out of the gate, you came out so strong. So to keep challenging yourself, you know. Yeah, I mean, that's what keeps me going because, uh, uh, yeah, I always try to challenge myself in different ways. And uh, you always have different ideas for every record, what what you want to improve and where the challenge want to be uh, to keep it inspiring for yourself as a songwriter. 
of course I'm kind of primitive in my songwriting. I got my my own style and and that's me take it or leave it. But uh, at the same time, I think this this new interesting thing, at least for me, for on on every record uh, that keep me you know inspired to con- continue uh, develop myself as a guitarist and a musician and songwriter. Well, it definitely keeps getting better. I mean, it, it feels worse getting better because it's it's always been good. But it feels like there is a different change in the songwriting and you know the way that the structure is and stuff. Um, and the production obviously changes too. Are you writing as you do stuff throughout the year, or are you are you just sit down like? Because I know some people like play guitar and they just play guitar, and some people like write all the time, and some people don't practice or write until they have to do an album or they do a tour. How are you doing that, like with your playing and writing? Oh, uh, I can't. I, I've tried to set up a home studio on the tour bus, but I can't. You know, it's too many things going on. Uh, I'm kind of, you know, when, when I do one thing, I want to focus completely on that. So when I'm on tour, I want to focus on doing the best I can yep. on stage and around that. And when I write music, I got to be, be, you know, in a certain mode. And, uh, I, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it here tour by, by other things going on. Well, so there's enough going on. I'll try it. And, uh, I wish I could, but there's no way. Yeah, it just doesn't work for me. Are you, do, do you at this point do you still practice or play or just do rest or something to keep yourself going? Like, what are you doing at this point? Some because some people don't even do that anymore, or some love to do it. Well, we practiced before touring and shows, but uh, yeah, we we talked about it. I guess a couple of years ago, when I was approached about the sort of thing, we start talking, or I start reflecting on myself. What kind of musician am I? You know, you know, you have different kind of musicians, right? And then I had to kind of dig into myself and say, "What the fuck? What kind of musician am I?" Yeah, I'm not this kind of guy who who love to play twenty four seven every day guitar. Uh, you know, I play, I play when there's a reason for me to play or write songs when I have to write songs. Uh, and I, I guess I, t- I talked to Thomas Hawking and Meshuggah about it too. Both of us come from the north, so we kind of had that connection. And he had the same approach to, to the music as me. You know, we play with a purpose. And when there's yeah. no purpose, there's no reason to, to play or practice. Uh, but but at the same time, you know, every time I, I start playing guitar at home, mm-hmm. always, you know, try to you know, push myself. Uh, and as I said, every time we tour, we practice a lot, both ourselves, and, and then we meet up in the rehearsal room and kind of fine-tune and discuss, you know, all, all, all of it together. I know um, COVID changed a lot for a lot of bands. The dynamic of the band, yeah. the dynamic of writing songs. I mean, you were always kind of a songwriter anyhow. But I mean, I know actually you, you've actually had some health, health issues too. How are, how are you doing? I know you've been kind of uh, they can come back. Yeah, I had a sur- yeah, I had a surgery uh, for a hernia about a month ago, and uh, the first couple of weeks on the tour have been kind of difficult. You know, been yeah, been playing every day on stage, and uh, now that getting better. But on the other hand, since I haven't been able to to work out due to that, because yeah. I'm not allowed to do it, uh, my my shoulder issues have uh, stopped coming back. Uh, so I need to 
yeah, I need to get back in shape as soon as I can start training. I have this kind of rubber band with me that I've been doing. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, with, with the stroller. I got some exercises for that. So I, I need to slowly try and get back and uh, uh, both work out, uh, you know, the muscles around my shoulders and back. Uh, but I also need to start going back uh, out running, you know. Uh, but yeah, my, my doctor has said that take it easy. Uh, and also, yeah. I don't want to push myself too hard because I want this to heal good so I don't have to go back. So it's like, yeah, it's kind of finding a balance how to, it is. to it, deal it, with I, it. I've been following you on Instagram when you talk about it. And I'm like, man, it's going to already. I know sometimes you have to do it for dates and economics and stuff, but I mean, and I want people to realize that, you know, it's first off, touring is not easy, especially when you're not in your 20s, whether you're sleeping on a bus or a hotel and you're not getting a full night's sleep or your you're full diet. You exercise, you're very, you guys are a very physical band. You know, guitars are heavy in your shoulders. It's a long, it's a lot of work. So to have a, a health challenge, two health challenges on top of it, whether it's your shoulder and your hernia, and take away the, the lack of good night's sleep, regular exercise, healthy diet. I mean, it sounds dorky, but you guys are entertainers and you put on a, like athletes, you put on a very physical show. Yeah. And uh, you got to be in shape. And, and I feel like not, at the moment, none of us in, is in good shape. But on a positive note, we try to push each other, you know, to, to get back and uh, well, yeah, but I mean, working out know and, that, and you stuff know what I mean? like that. So, you guys put a lot of hard work yeah, well, inside just jamming. You know what I mean? I don't think everybody realizes it's all oh, you're on a bus all day and then you go up and jam. I'm like, it's hard. The hard it's, touring is hard for people. And then when you have health issues, you know, I want fans to go out and see you guys. You know, you guys, you're working hard. You're putting it out there <laughs> and appreciate it. You know, it's a lot yeah, of work. Well, thank you. No, but it is for, for me personally, it's been kind of frustrating the last couple of years because I used to, to, to exercise like five, six, even seven days a week before Corona. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of dropped it. And then I've been trying to get back and I had injuries and uh, uh, two hernia surgery over the past two years. And, you know, so I kind of been falling back every, you know, all the time. Yeah. So I never come, you know, I never come to the point when I get back in the shape I used Maybe to be. Yeah. Uh, so I can, yeah. So I kind of fall back to, to square one and then I, come to square four out of ten maybe and then I fall back again and so so it's been like that for a while and but I'm kind of you know stubborn I I just you know whenever I can you know I, I try to get back to it so I'm slowly I've been out walking a little bit now and done the rubber band exercises for the stroller so yeah give it uh, another week or max two I should be able to Maybe not go and uh, lift heavy weights and stuff like that. And they, they said maybe two months I should take it easy with that. But I can start doing easier stuff. And then. Because you had COVID yeah. too, right? You had COVID too. So that probably took the wind out of you at some point. Yeah, I had COVID. But that for, for me, it was like two days of super high fever and then basically well, gone. It. You lucked out. <laughs> well, I, I had, you know. It took a while to get back to the breathing and stuff, you know. I kind of was That's what slow I had the breathing. It was a hard week for me. Or two. Oh. Uh, but, but I had mainly, you know, 
it was just high, super high fever for you know knocked me out for two days. Then then it was pretty all all right. But I realized the first day I went out power walking, I was like, fuck man, the breathing is just fucking killing me. I can't, you know, I didn't have I the energy. Weeks. And it took well, it took a, it probably took longer for me to, to get back to energy. I was kind of, you know, tired. But uh, yeah. I mean that that for me it was a simple Good. easy COVID. So I, I have friends who've been in fucking ICU and stuff like that. So yeah. I had my, my mom, my mom actually died from it. And I, when I got oh, it, it was, it was a couple, it was about a week and I had all the shots and stuff too. And I stayed away from people. I'm, I'm, I'm a germaphobe. So like not being around people during COVID was fine with me. I'm like, this. but the point is once I got it and then like, but the, I was winded afterwards. Once I got over the COVID part, it was fine. But it was like a month to two months before I could feel my energy coming back. It really was the worst. Yeah. And I'm, I'm a small guy. So I'm like, it's not like you expected me to have huge health issues. I couldn't imagine. That's why I heard you had it. I'm like, oh, you, you know, you, 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 all the other health issues and trying to get ready for tours just got to be the worst, you know. During this time, yeah, but uh, you, I'm sorry, you are actually you're also very creative too. Were you also doing your jewelry like when you weren't being able to exercise a lot? Were you working on some of your other stuff? Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, as I said before, COVID, I, I went to the gym uh, five to seven days a week, and I did some some days I did two sets of different things, you know, hit training mainly, you know, high, inten- mm-hmm. high intensity interval training. That's what I like. That's, I mean, that's, if you see what kind of music I play, you, you maybe yes. understand that the training oh, I also I, like, yeah, gotta yeah. be the intense fucking stuff. That's, uh, you know, I just want to do it, you know, kind of let go of all the thinking and just go hardcore. And that that's what kind of also, you know, gives me lots of injuries along the way because I don't know where to stop. So uh, I'm trying to learn and I'm trying to hold back as much as I can, but sometimes it's difficult. So, yeah, but yeah, not, now I really need to go slowly back and, and yeah, I can't wait to, you know, not have pain. One day without pain right. would be awesome. Well, pace yourself because like the name Dark Funeral is getting, and it, it's always had a good name, but I feel like it's getting bigger now. You know, especially with this album and the circles I know, it's like the elevation is just so much like more and more people are knowing you guys, you know. So it feels like you guys are just on your way to keep getting bigger. I don't think you guys have like plateaued yet, you know. It's fantastic, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we we kind of always try to. Yeah. I mean, I see on the, you know, the response we get. I mean, in U.S., we have actually been touring the U.S. more than we have been touring Europe for the last 10 years. Which is really so, weird for a lot of bands, West, too. You know? Yeah, so for, for, for U.S., we've we seen, you know, for every tour we made, you know, we play better, bigger venues, the yep. fees increase, and yeah, everything is getting better. Now, uh, I, I have some uh, some writers who's, who sent me reviews they made of, of the shows we've done so far. And uh, I kind of, you know, that was the whole point with this. We, we felt like, you know, we haven't been touring Europe for a long time. People know, know us from the bad, from the past. And I know we are so much better uh, lineup wise and, and also playing wise, you know. Uh, we're so much better on stage than ever. So I felt like uh, it's going to be interesting to see if somebody had the same feeling as us, you know, and, and noticed that we have really fucking stepped up the game. And uh, so far, it's been like, yeah, 
response have been like they never seen Dark Fury in such a good shape and then you know uh, never seen such a good show with us before and you know so we kind of re-show ourselves in Europe now it feels well, it's good because uh, it means uh, so long. It's and, and it's good. Yeah, and it feels like, you know, when people really react on that and see that we have really stepped up, uh, that shows that our hard work have, you know, you know, make, make, uh, pays make off. an impact. It does. And like, yeah. I listen to a lot of music, and that's my show. I have a lot of different artists on this show, like all genres. But I like a lot of different types of music. I don't like every artist. <laughs> but I like particular artists in certain genres and I, it's important to have you on because i wanted people that aren't aware of you or just think maybe people that don't get this kind of metal and how awesome it is and how technical it is and how much effort and strength and talent it takes to be aware of it you know not just blow it off you guys deliver you're a very talented group of people and 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 a group that continually keeps to grow and it's like what 30 years now how many years is this and you're still just getting better yeah this new album. So anyway, the new album yeah, well, "We're the Apocalypse." It crushes. It crushes. Thank you. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. I mean, we, of course, you know, there is different times, and uh, you have different uh, approaches for to every record. But as I said before, one thing I always do, and we talk about it a lot within the band, that you know, we put really high pressure on ourselves. We it got to take a lot until we're satisfied with a show or something you know and uh, we always discuss uh, when we get off stage every night we will have a quick yes it come natural yes. you know nowadays we just broke how it went and you know for some people it feels like you know they say ah today I had a good day today I had a fucking horrible day or <laughs> whatever and some days everybody feels like fucking today we did it you know uh, but yeah, we put real high pressure on ourselves and uh, to to deliver, you know, as best as we can. Well, you've had and, this lineup uh, for a while now. It's a good solid lineup too. You know, feels like you guys are all firing yeah. on all, all pistons at this point. Yeah. You know. is, is it challenging now for your, for songs? Yeah, for so songs? it's uh, yeah. We're, we're, we're... Yeah, on on this tour, since also, I mean. There's two reasons. On this tour, we actually change the set list every week. Yeah. Uh, wow. Good. For one reason, it for one reason is uh, to keep it interesting for ourselves. But at the same time, we have a headlining tour right after with more songs. So we got to yep. kind of sort of practice those songs also. So we're gonna be. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Yeah, so we kind of so we we kind of change the set list every week. We, we one week we practice. One or two songs on the on the sound check, then we bring them back in, uh, bring them into the to the set. Next week we do the same, start practicing two songs, and then uh, we bring them into the, to the set again. Of course, before the tour we practiced all songs, but you gotta keep right. it, gotta keep it fresh. Yeah. So, uh, so we're gonna be changing set list every week on this tour, uh, which is you know. As I said, it's both interesting for us, but uh, the crowd we can never expect what to what to get. It, it's good as a fan, and um, and you said earlier you guys come over to the U.S. a lot. A lot of European metal bands, of any dark, like rock or any type of metal, are not able to come over as much as you guys, which is really fantastic. You know, whether it's economics or whatever reason it is, so it's really great that you guys have been able to come over as much. Um, 
Yeah, but it's getting tougher and tougher. You know, the visa costs are getting out completely out of control. Uh, bus costs, gas costs, you know, crew costs. You know, and on, on top of that, uh, some of these fucking vannies start stealing a big chunk of, of your merch income, which is, you know, the big income that pretty much all bands yeah. have on a tour, if you're not, uh, you know, even bigger I, than I, us. I, yeah. The merch, merch income help us really pay all the bills too. Yeah. And now when they start taking 25% of that uh, and even tax on top of that, you know, so basically, sometimes you get half half of what you sell for one night gets gets in your pocket, and then on top of that, you also have to pay tax on that income. So it's like first, yeah, it's just a long story. It just pisses me I off understand. and I even think about it. I actually I don't understand. I don't sta- understand if these fucking venues understand how much they're killing the scene this way, uh, and even. Imagine those bands. I'm thinking about those bands who don't even have a, you know, a fee for the show and only the merch income. Man, give it a couple of years, there will be no fucking new bands who are going to be able to go on tour it's because not only that. there's the venues talk, steal all the money for them. No, they don't. And I talk about this a lot because I want the fans to. If an artist come to your show, your 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 the venue and you're near you, don't wait for next time. They need to come. And I also say if you can buy merch. You can buy it not at the venue. You can buy it off-site for the artist on their website or elsewhere. More money goes to the artist. And I always say, I always say this because so, so the artists always have to say it. Visas are like five to ten grand now, I think. And that's per person. And then you got to get it set. And then if you make a mistake. And then plus buses are depending on what you're getting. You can be almost a grand a day. And then there's insurance. And then you got to tow all your merch behind you. So there's gas there. And then you got to pay for a merch person. And then, yes, yeah, 25%. I've heard 30% at some of these venues. Then America will tax you on top but of tax. everything else. You know. And then tax on that part. And then shipment to the venues. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's crazy. Uh, yeah, it's really hurting fucking every band. And, I mean, this you can approach it different ways. I also hate the fact that uh, I feel like, you know, when I grew up, I went to a concert, you know, going to the concert is one part of the, you know, that's, of course, the, the show in itself is the main thing I go there, but the, going going to check out the merch stand, buy some, yeah. you know, souvenirs and t-shirts or whatever from the show, that's, that's part of the experience. And these fucking people take a part of the, that experience too, you know. And uh, we talked about it the other day, and I feel like this, I understand venues and promoters need to find new ways to make money because the cost increase for everybody, you know, rental cost or whatever. But to bite the hand that feed you is definitely the wrong way because if no band can afford to go on tour, they can keep their fucking venues empty halls and do whatever they want. They should be more creative. They should be more creative and don't, as I said, don't bite, bite the hand that feeds you. Be creative. Find new ways to make money at the venue that the crowd are interested to buy for. You know, don't just increase cost take from the bands. Uh, that's just the absolute fucking wrong way. It's it's really disappointing that the venues are doing that because they of all people should know what's going on. You know, I get the struggle, but you're right. They should be they doing something a little different because you can't just because you're hurting, you can't take from somebody else. Because that's actually even if they didn't care about it morally. If there's no bands coming, I'm not going to any shows. I don't just go to bars anymore or, or venues. I go to see, I will go see, you know, 
Kimball Corps or Dark or any bands. I will not go to just hang out. Yeah. So if there's not a band there, I'm not going to hang out at a club, you know, to pay for overpriced drinks. Do that at home. You know what I'm saying? And listen to music. The, yeah. the the experience of metal is you get home, you, you know, the first the album comes out, and usually it used to be better when it's vinyl because it was larger and you get the artwork. And sometimes remember you'd buy the albums, you even know what they sounded like because the artwork was just awesome. You know, but back in those days, you'd be like, this is a great looking album. You buy it, you come home. And then, yeah, you get the shows and then you get like, you can buy a bunch of shirts. You go home with all your favorite artist shirts and stuff. And it was the whole thing. And now yeah, the prices are ridiculous to do that. You know, and, and the fans yeah. get mad at the artist for a $40 six dollar shirt. That's keeps the profits really low for the artist. You know, those, and tell people, those, the artist is not ki- making a killing. This is keeping them on the road. This is helping them pay for their health insurance, <laughs> paying for their homes. So they can play and record. It's not. Yeah. We're not living on on yachts with this tour money. It's not. You know. So it's oh. important, and people support you guys. Oh, but it, it's. Yeah, I mean, if if the bands don't understand the situation, I think bands are always going to be more creative than they. So we're going to find new ways to get around everything. Of course, they're going to find new ways to hurt bands too. But in the end, we need to win this this fight. You know, this is. Yeah, you- our pattern and we can't have some some uh, some uh, people just ruin it some people because someone's gonna figure out how to do it how it's gonna be able to like find like halls and just rent them out and put bands in there and then the band you know whatever and just rent them the halls and they can get all the profit you know what i mean there's gonna be a way to just like rent out open venues and just fill it with music and be like bypass the clubs if the clubs aren't gonna let you do it you know what i mean just lots of empty places nowadays because of covid yeah. You just rent them out and put your band in there yourself and sell all your money. It can make all your profits. You know, it might be, have to be a new step to learn to get these places. Yeah. There's something like there might be a middle business that does that to sidestep all that because otherwise, I don't know what you guys are going to, you know, it's going to change it. It's going to change the dynamic of it. Um, yeah. Well, we'll see. We, we're working on some stuff. Uh, for once on, on the US tour, we are offering pre order on the tour shirt already now. Yeah. That, that's going to help us get away from some of the merch cut and good uh, for the next uh, for the next couple of tours we we're going to find even better ways to, to get around it but as i said before you know i hate it just stealing that part of the experience with a show you know as i said when i go to a show i want to go to merch and check out you know the artwork on the t-shirts and stuff like that and, and get some some cool stuff with me and yeah they just Taking away that that part of the experience with the concert, it's hard. Uh, and they jack up the they jack so, up the price. Yeah, then so, you so, jack up your price, you know, and it's unfair. Yeah, yeah. It's, and it, yeah, in the end, uh, it's the you know the fans are going to pay for it, and I hate that. Uh, but the good thing is, more and more bands start talking about this, so they know that the bands don't want this. We don't want to increase the cost, but we have no options because. Yeah, I mean, we're paying for the artwork, we're paying for the printing, we're paying for, for the shipment, we're paying yeah. fucking tech, we're paying, you know, just for, for that. And so there's not much left. So we need to put up a couple of euros or dollars. I talk for, about for it every... all the time for people to know. I want everybody to know that this using the clubs. You guys said they need to buy extra merch, extra shirts, to have the right size. It's, every color on the shirt is an extra charge. I mean, the profit just dwindles and dwindles and dwindles. You know, the show started yeah. because because people were complaining about shirts at a concert and I literally started working with another artist to talk about it and it, the show just developed from people complaining about that and I've been trying to break down the business part to people to realize yeah. it's, it's not the bands and how else can we support the bands 
to keep it going, you know? Yeah, um, I mean, the, 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 the merch seller, you know, fans should even stop buying merch at the shows because then they they will ruin even more. But yeah. uh, they, they, they should make their voices heard, you know, uh, that they're not putting up with this because they need to, they have to pay for it, you know, in the, in the end. And I don't think any band think it's fair, but yeah, this is, this is the only way we can do it at the moment. And yeah, we don't like it, but we, we are doing our best to, to avoid it. Yeah. I don't think it's the band. I used to go be able to buy a couple shares and now I can only buy like one or two. You know what I mean? It's like, which is which is not a big I'm not crying about being a little forward shirts. I'm just saying it's unfortunately they don't let you guys get more bang for the buck out of you guys, is what it comes down to. Um I wanna I wanna thank you for being on the show. This is fantastic. Uh people check you out. Uh you have a fantastic website with all your dates on it. Uh, we didn't talk about it, but I want to say you do some great, great jewelry line. So I want people to check that out and um check you out on your Facebook and your Instagram. I'll put the links to the show underneath this and the podcast on YouTube for people to go over and, and, and dig deeper. You know, complain to the venues about this, what we're talking about, you know, to support your favorite artists. If your artists aren't making money, they can't keep touring. You know, that's what you're saying. It's hard to tour America as a European band. And it's actually hard for American bands now to get over to Europe with, with all the, the, the Brexit and everything now, too. Now it's just a hot mess yeah. for everybody. It's really going to be nobody. It's just going to be people. What it's going to come down to is just like local tribute bands in the area playing other people's music at this point. <laughs> on a Friday night at this point and people don't start, you know, letting the walls down for finances, let letting musicians be artists and tour the world like you're supposed to, you know? Yeah. But yeah, we just got to find new ways that, you know, that make it work for everybody. But at the moment, or, you know, the bands are paying the highest price as always. And we, we now it's, it's the time to put an end of that and, and, and you know, Make sure that everybody knows and how much you know one side how much they are destroying and on the other side how you can yeah. help us to to keep the scene alive or well, not just the black metal scene but the music oh, scene right. in general because everyone's uh, affected i mean ima- all about I- imagine, yeah i mean imagine i talked to, to a friend band who play arenas mm-hmm. how much they pay one one day just for selling some t-shirts man it's just not talk- reasonable in any yeah. fucking way. I have to talk to the softest rock bands, the classic rock bands. Like I talk about all music, and it's the same for every artist because it's really just music. Yeah, yeah. And, and it depends on what mood, what mood you're in for certain types of music. You know what I mean? I'm not always in a dark metal band or a black metal mood or a light music. It just depends. But you need to support art, even if you don't like a certain type of music. You need to support music. You know, it's good yeah, for yeah. you. And we're, we're um, all in the same boat, whatever corner cool. we belong to. And I hope people that so, aren't aware so this of the band, is the we gotta do it together. Yeah. And I hope people that aren't aware of your music, check you out. Um guys some great, great songs, super talented, very aggressive. It's just really, really great workout music, really great exercise music. You know. <laughs> cool, thank you. Um, very and I love the songwriting, you really good songwriting. And and I think I do want to know that I want people just saying all metal is this or is that, and I, I really hate that generic. But if you really pull back and listen to it, there's some really great technical playing and some really good songwriting. And I find it in your music as much as I find it in, in, you know, different type of rock music. You know what I mean? You saw that same quality songwriting in, in, in yours. So I want to encourage people. And people that are fans obviously know what I'm talking about. Like me that have been following you forever from the very beginning. Um, and, and people go back, check out the first album, which was really groundbreaking 
um, really kind of set the pace for a lot of bands. Check them out on tour in Europe right now. Then you come into the States May 11th, I think, right? Like San Antonio yeah. in California. Um, and then you start your yeah, tour there. May 11th. Yeah. That's a decibel tour, which is cool. Very cool. And you're playing across a couple months. Then you got some more stuff coming back. So uh, check you out on tour. I want to thank you, man. It's been great you being on the show. Thank you very much. All right. Thanks for your interest. Thank you.